2011, Nick and Dan were handmaking the first pairs of bedrock sandals for themselves and friends while working river restoration jobs in Northern California. Fast forward to today and Bedrock Sandals, now based in Missoula, Montana, is the elite hiking sandal company. From their award-winning uber durable cairn to the minimalist classic sandal, Bedrock has the perfect trekking sandal for you. Used by day hikers and through hikers alike, Bedrock Sandals are comfortable, lightweight, allow for maximum breathability, obviously, and feature a Spider-Man-like caliber grip. The team at Bedrock Sandals has spent years sourcing the best materials in the world so you can spend maximum time enjoying the outdoors. Their durable designs are resolable and repairable, letting you tread further with a cleaner footprint. Bedrock's products are proudly plastic-free, using 100% recycled cardboard and printed with algae ink. And good news for Trail Correspondence listeners, you can score a 10% discount at Bedrock Sandals by using code BEDROCKTRAIL2021, all one word, at bedrocksandals.com. That's code BEDROCKTRAIL, the number 2021, all one word, at bedrocksandals.com. Do not wait on this deal. Snag some quality hiking sandals today. If you're looking for a complete nutrition bar for the trail, look no further than Green Belly. Their meals contain 650 calories each, more than two and a half times the energy of a Cliff Bar. Think of them like cereal bars on steroids. Because Green Belly meals are ready to eat, requiring no stove or cleanup, they make the perfect trail breakfast, lunch, and or dinner. Their meals are super light and made with wholesome ingredients with flavors like peanut apricot, dark chocolate banana, mango cashew coconut, spiced caramel apple, and my personal favorite, the cranberry almond. They taste great and are handmade fresh every week. The texture on these bars are dense, but still soft. They're also not too sweet, which is a very nice change of pace in the world of sugary meal replacement bars. The bars are perfect for long distance treks as the founder, Christopher Cage, is himself a through hiker. You may recognize that name from his appearance on the Joe Rogan Experience. And good news for you, our Trail Correspondence listeners, you get an exclusive 10% discount site-wide at Greenbelly. Just use code TC10, that's the letters T, C, and the number 10, at checkout at their website, greenbelly.co. Don't wait, this deal is only good for limited time. there's been some really sweet, wonderful people that we've met that it's also hard because we'll see them for a day or just interact briefly and then know that we might never see them again, which is a part of every long trail, I think. But that's an interesting component, just these ships in the night interactions. to Trail Correspondence presented by The Trek. I am your host, Zach Badger Davis. Today, we explore the social dynamic of a thru-hike. 
Now, if you've listened to previous season's shows on this subject, you might think that you already know the answer to this question. However, let us not forget, our trekkers are hiking against the current. Whereas the vast majority of thru-hikers, regardless of which Triple Crown trail they're on, hike northbound, referred to as Nobo in the thru-hiking world, our hikers are trekking south, or Sobo. For that reason, the bubbles that one experiences on the AT and PCT specifically may look a lot different. Or will it? In addition to the quantity of fellow hikers a person might encounter, we also hear about the quality of this companionship. Our correspondents are now more than a month into their journey and will learn the role their fellow trekker is playing on the enjoyment of their own journey. Okay, enough of me. Let's hear from the stars of today's show. This is Trash Panda coming at you from uh, Vermont, just outside of Manchester, and we're in Abenaki territory. Uh, Today, I'm going to be interviewing my uh, trail partner person guy. Your name's Flo. This is true. (laughs) Uh, About the social experience of the trail. So I I got some questions for you. Uh, First question, what has the overall social element been like? Uh, it's been good. Um, it's interesting going south um, because most people do not go south. And so, especially at first, you run into a lot of northbounders who uh, try to scare you. So, <laughs> And now we're trying to scare them. Of course. Yeah. As soon as I got past the whites, I was telling everyone, I was like, you don't know what's about to happen. It's cyclical abuse. <laughs> So how many other through hikers do you encounter on a daily basis now? Uh, it's hard to say. Southbounders, pretty much none. Uh, <laughs> Occasionally we'll, we'll run across some people. We're on uh, the long trail right now, so there's a lot of uh, long trail people. Um, but as far as like southbound AT people, we'll run into another group maybe once a week or so. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you see more of them during your first week on trail or...? Um, as far as Southbounders? Yeah, or just hikers in general. Was Um, there no one? Were you alone in the woods? I was not, no. (laughs) So, uh, I went through the AT Lodge, and so there was a group of six of us who all started at the same time, uh, at Katahdin going south. And so, uh, the first couple days, uh, we kind of all stuck together. And then after that, I don't know where they are. So, (laughs) if you see them, let me know. Uh, how has the social experience been versus like what you were expecting it to be? I would say it's pretty similar to what I expected it to be. I thought since I was starting kind of late that, and I was going south that I wouldn't see anyone. And it's been a little more uh, social than I thought it would be, which I've enjoyed. Yeah. Were you expecting to have such a great trail partner? No. Yeah. That's I'm great. Answer. You okay. can't, you All can't right. beat me. And the best. <laughs> um, is the social element a help or a hindrance to your enjoyment of the trail? I would say it's a help. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm a fairly social person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like what I do for work, I talk to people constantly. So, uh, you know, not constantly talking to people has been nice, but also like being able to like speak to other people and feel like a human yeah. is also good every once in a while. Yeah. You haven't gone full caveman, lost all sense of communication. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. We're going to get there. Okay. <laughs> once we piss each other off enough, like, and just stop talking. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, this has been Trash Panda and... Flow. <laughs>
Have a good one. Bye. Hi, this is Emmy. I'm traveling southbound on the PCT, and I'm here with a bunch of my trail friends in the small town of Skykomish, and we are taking a zero together. So we just wanted to talk a bit about our social experience as a tramily on the trail. And so I'm going to pass the phone to a friend here. Can you tell us your name or trail name and where you're from? Hi, yeah, uh, my name is Alan and I don't have a trail name yet. And I'm from Mountain View, California. Okay, and so can you tell us how the social experience for you has been compared to what you thought it was gonna be? Yeah, so I, you know, when I think about backpacking, when I plan routes, I try to plan in such a way that I won't really encounter very many people. So <laughs> backpacking is usually a pretty solitary experience okay. for me. Um, and I was expecting that it would kind of be the same here, that like maybe most people would be moving faster than I am and I wouldn't really end up kind of connecting with people. But actually the social experience has been awesome. And, um, one of the really most memorable parts of, of the hike, actually. Okay. And you're not backpacking alone in the first place, right? Right. Yeah. I'm here with my girlfriend, Connie. Right. So you're already not alone. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Great. So, so you like us is what you're saying. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. Let's pass the phone on. Okay, can you tell us your name and where you're from? Hi, I'm Alexander. Uh, my train name is Power. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm from Germany, uh, near Trier, the uh, city Trier. And uh, now I'm here uh, for the 2021 uh, through hike southbound. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit about the differences between the number of hikers you have saw at the beginning of the trail versus now? How is that different? Are the same. So the beginning of the trail uh, between Hearts Pass, Bora and uh, Hearts Pass, so the, uh, the most part of the first week, you meet uh, other southbound hikers the most time. Um, they are coming from, uh, from the border. They taking taking or take the uh, or touch the border already. And uh, if you are going back from Hearts Pass, you meet the uh, people all they would touch the border. So uh, you see the people they are in front of you and uh, behind of you in the uh, in around one week. And if in the second week you see uh, some more section hiker and some uh, of the first noble hikers I meet this week. So I think it was two or three I saw this week. And two guys, they take the Great Western Loop. That's also an awesome trail. And yeah, so in the second week, you have, uh, I saw less hikers as uh, as beginning of the week. So there was not, not so much hikers. What's, what's your preference? Which was your more or less? Um, less hikers. So you are, you are more connected. Mm -hmm. You are more connected to the nature by himself. You can thinking about uh, more uh, around you, uh, what you, what you see and nobody is around you that, uh, yeah. yeah uh, so there's just the nature. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. Let's go to our next 
Family friend. My name, name. My name is Joseph. Our chill name is Yoda, and I'm from Southern California. And I'm just gonna piggyback on onto uh, the previous question asked. Um, so, yes, we are seeing a lot less hikers, uh, and I I do like that. But it seems like the connections have already been like somewhat established. So the quality of these interactions are a little more um, intimate and they're a lot stronger if you need that um, little boost or help during that time. It can, it can, someone's words can really make a difference in your day. And it's not just like this fleeting high and by kind of thing. You, you actually know something about these people now and, and you have this connection and, and it's like, it's, you have a connection with nature and you're also establishing this connection with humans and like people. And, and I think that's those, those, uh, parts of this experience are equally as important. So, right. Yeah. And you kind of look out for each other. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So how has the social experience, how is it different or the same than maybe what you were expecting? Um, as far as what I was expecting, I just, I didn't know if I was going to want to like stay around people or not. And I think that's a lot of people's like um, worry is like making attachments and like um, not wanting to say goodbyes or anything. But I don't know. It's all just one, like a beautiful experience. It doesn't matter if people leave or if they stay, you know, it's just it's having each other and having some company makes a huge difference in your day. And that's a big part of it all right. for sure. Great. Thank you. Okay. So our next family member. Yeah. What's your name and where are you from? Uh, my name is Ginger, trail name Ripper, and I'm from Portland, Oregon. Okay. So, um, your experience, your social experience, have you found that it's been a help or a hindrance to your enjoyment of the trail? Yeah, so kind of um, kind of like what Yoda was saying, I was a little worried at the start. I read about people getting really attached to their trail families and, not, and like making decisions that maybe aren't best for their own journey and stuff. And I'm happy that I haven't experienced that yet. And I've found like a really great crew of people and like, there's nothing better than like getting to the top of a pass that you've like kind of worked your butt off to get up and having like people cheering for you yeah. and like taking your picture and like, and then you kind of like all get together and like high five and um, everyone gets really excited and you eat and you like recover and then, yeah, but you also, you know, you get some alone time too. So I think yeah. balance is really the most important thing. Sure. So at this point, definitely it's a benefit. I don't think maybe it hasn't been long enough into the trail yet for anything to feel for anything to feel to really like a hindrance. Yeah. Well, to get sick of each other, <laughs> to be like, do I really want to like do this other thing when that means I'd have to leave like my people or so I haven't had to make any of those decisions yet. So right. it's just been really awesome to have like a crew out here that yeah. has your back. Right. For <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. There's been those times when we've all needed. Yeah, that. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, and last but not least, tell us your name and where you're from. Yeah, I'm Connie, and I'm from Mountain View, California. Okay, and so can you um, wrap it up with this question? Um, what has the overall social element of the trail been like for you? It's been overwhelmingly positive. Um, I'm, like, kind of tearing up. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I didn't expect anything um, coming out, and I think... 
Yeah, I guess I was expecting that it would be like our other backpacking trips and there would just be a lot of beautiful nature and some really tough climbs um, and that would be hard on my body. But um, I think that I got this unique chance to kind of experience the trail family. And then we uh, hung back for a little bit. So we were, Alan and I were alone for two days and it was just such a stark difference, um, you know, how my mood was. And I was, I was just super excited. We pushed really hard, like my ankle felt better. I pushed really, we pushed really hard like the next two days. Um, and we actually caught up with them, like the rest mm-hmm. of you guys um, in at Stevens Pass. And it was just the most exciting thing. Yeah, it was, it's just been a really awesome experience. Well, thanks, you guys. This has been fun to chat that over and just kind of a little bonding experience for us all. So you might hear more from us down the trail. For now, this is M8 signing out in Skycomish. Hey, this is Ibex. And Moss. And guest starring today. Hi, my name is Fly. Um, so Moss and I, I guess, we're at mile seven something at this point, uh, heading south on the PCT. And Fly is our no-bow guest today. What mile are you at? Yeah, so I'm at mile, I think we're at 1,906. Nice. We're taking a half day at Shelter Cove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were thinking that um, for this episode, because it's like the social experience, uh, we could get a Nobo and Sobo perspective to give you guys a little bit of that. Um, so yeah, you guys ready to get started? Yeah. Heck oh. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fly, what is the overall social element like for you being a Noboer? Yeah, so my social element was kind of, it's really evolved throughout the whole trail. Um when I started, so I start. I started. I started the trail alone, and I didn't really meet anyone for the first few days on trail. And I was very like hyper aware of like trying to make friends because when you're going northbound, you just like really need to get that group set for the Sierra because like we just didn't know how it was going to be like with the snow and and like the water crossings Mm -hmm. um thankfully we didn't have to deal with any of that this year (laughs) but we're just like trying to form a group the whole time and um so I was very trying like I, I I was trying to make friends but I was also like not trying to be like super amped about it and meeting new people too quickly I wanted to actually make friends that I actually liked mm. which I feel is a big thing on the trail yeah. um so on day 3 I started hiking with a couple of guys and then we had to deal with a fire closure um, pretty quickly down oh, by wow. Ju- Julian. Mm. There was a new fire like right by Julian and it was burning in the desert right off the PCT. So we were like trying to, trying to figure out what to do. And thankfully the trail had reopened right when we got to the closure point and we met a couple other people. So I was hiking in a group of six and me and my friends, we were always like the outcasts in our mm-hmm. lives. So we were trying to be hyper aware of trying to allow people in to give them like a safe environment mm-hmm. on, on the trail to make friends. But <laughs> that then evolved into a group of 11 at one point. Oh yeah, it can and be like two it was, inclusive. It was, it was, too, it, it was too many people. Um, we hiked together for like 800 miles. And then one day I just kind of like had to take a step back and I was like, 
what is this experience for me? How has it changed so far? And I realized that like my purpose for the PCT had kind of escaped from me because I was like trying to make this experience for for other people. Mm. So then I just had to leave. And since then I've only been hiking with like two other people so far. And it's Mm. been great because now we... We, we're not formally hiking together. We just kind of tell each other where we plan to camp. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we camp together, sometimes we don't. Yeah. And it's really worked out nicely. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Easy Did to that answer it. your question? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I feel like that's a little bit different from us because we're a tramly. We and like, started we're, as a, Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, I feel mm-hmm. like we're very, not particular, I guess, but we try to make sure that we all camp at the same spot yeah. and everything. Yeah. But yeah, in the beginning of our thru-hike, we like... Like, I remember there was one section where we didn't see people for, like, four days. Yeah, yeah, and, there was just nobody out. And now, <laughs> even, wild. even now, I feel like we don't see that many Soboers until we get into town. And mm-hmm. then there's just, like, this huge group of people. Yeah. You're like, oh, like, yeah. so-and-so's here and so-and-so's here. So. Yeah, that, yeah. Ki- that kind of was my experience. Like, it was very weird. because I, I, So I started on May 1st, which isn't even late. But I feel like a lot of people had signed up to do the trail and then they just didn't start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, like the only people I would see for days at a time were the people that I hiked with. We wouldn't see mm-hmm. anyone else. Oh, okay. And then when we got to Wrightwood, that was when like we entered the hiker bubble, bubble that you yeah. always hear about. And there yeah. were like 50 hikers in town. Mm. And I was just like, what is this experience? Yeah. And that's when we had experienced the trail families, mm. which were like, we didn't, identify as a trail family like we were just like a loose group of people who just like hike together and the issue with the trail families I think is not all of them but a lot of them are like cliques kind of mm-hmm. and they don't let people into their groups yeah and I've been experiencing that a lot on the trail like you'll get to a campsite and then the trail families just like won't allow you into their experience like yeah. I've had times when like you walk past them and they don't even say hi And it's like a very exclusive thing. So that was like my group was very much so trying to include everyone to make sure that like no one felt excluded. But I wonder if our tramway is seen that way at all because we started together and we already all knew each other. We've never, yeah, we'll always say hi and try to talk to people and stuff. Yeah, I feel like I always try to like chat with people if they're at camp and stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but we haven't really ended up having like anyone else join in that we've like consistently. But I think most of the people we've met are either like solo and, like, want to be yeah. solo. Yes. Because um, I feel like there are a lot of people out, especially Sobo, that just, like, mm-hmm. seem like they really want to be solo hikers. Yeah, that's, like, part of the reason they're doing it is mm-hmm. to have more of a solitary That's experience. what I've heard about the southbound experience, too, is yeah. that people more so want it to be how the PCT used to be. Yeah. Because I've heard that in the past, it's, like, it was more of a solitary thing and less of the social experience. Yeah. And which, southbound, I think, is more of that experience. Yeah, which is why, like, I'm glad we started as a tramway because, like, I like it to be... I like that it's less crowded feeling than the AT mm-hmm. and that there are those spaces where we've had where like there's been no one around that's felt really cool mm-hmm. but at the same time I do really like the social element and yeah. I do like having someone to camp with and especially for us too starting when we did with the snow it was like really nice to have the support like the of system. like yeah. yeah exactly also I feel like we're at the point where like we can just hang out and we don't have to talk to each other and, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. the best. Um, and if we want to chat it's also great and mm-hmm. like I feel like sometimes yeah. um, I hate ha- having to talk while I hike 
like it's just yeah. like I'm, oh, try, no, I'm trying to work like, so yeah. hard. Yeah. We hike alone. We pretty yeah. much hike alone all day. Yeah. We just like hang out at lunch and hang out at camp, mm-hmm. yeah. and then we can talk or not talk. And mm-hmm. that's what gets old with meeting new people all the time. Is like it's always the I same conversation. The of like when did you start? Where are you from? Yeah. Like, and that gets kind of boring after yeah. a while. <laughs> that was also something that I thought about, just like meeting new people, new people and stuff. As a queer man on trail, mm. I, I always had to find people I was comfortable around yeah. because not ev- not everyone's open to that and that's yeah. unfortunate be- but that's just the world that it is today but um so that was also something I always had to keep in mind when I was like trying to make make new friends and like who I wanted to open up to and mm-hmm. stuff like that yeah but once I found people that were accepting of that it made it a lot easier yeah can mm-hmm. you tell like pretty early on or quickly with people oh yeah get a vibe mm-hmm. yeah 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 with mm-hmm. you yeah. But that's been a cool thing about the trail too is I've had the opportunity to hike with other queer people which like I've talked to people who have hiked the AT and stuff and they're like yeah I went the whole trail and I didn't meet one other, like like one other gay. And mm. out here it's like I feel like I've hiked with like two other gay men and some queer ladies and like mm-hmm. some non-gender identifying nice. individuals yeah. and stuff and I feel like it's really cool. It's yeah. made me really proud out here. So nice. awesome. yeah. Good experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, were there some other... Um, oh, this is actually a good one. How many other hikers do you encounter in, like, Nobo and Sobos? Because we've, yeah. we've been told oh, yeah. we're, like, 17, 18, 20 range. Yeah, I was surprised because okay. I thought there was, like, a bunch more Sobos that were in front of us at this point. But hearing from you guys, like, you haven't seen so a is the So qu- is the question, like, how many southbounders have I... And northbounders, okay. like, it's on yeah. a daily basis. Got it. Yeah. So with the northbounders, it's pretty frequent. Um, whenever we go into town, it's like a huge explosion. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, there's so many people in town. At the beginning in the desert, that really wasn't the case because I think we were all kind of spread out at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. But now with all the people who have had to jump around because of like the fires and the smoke, it's um, the towns are getting a lot more packed, which puts a lot of strain on like the resources in the towns. Like mm-hmm. all the all the resupplies are kind of picked out all like already. Like when I went to Ray's in Etna, oh, there was like geez. nothing there, oh, no. which was... Well, well, there were food there, but it's not the like the hiker food. Yeah. So that was kind of hard. And everyone's fighting over laundry. Yeah. <laughs> it's always just a line. <laughs> so like you have to have the agenda of like I need to get into town. I need yeah. to do this. Like uh, blah blah blah. Yeah. But it's been nice because now I feel like I've settled into a pace on the trail where I see, keep seeing the same people. Mm-hmm. So now it's more of when we get to town, it's like a reunion and we yeah. all kind of get excited to see each other That's because cool. like I haven't seen people in a couple weeks and yeah, you have no idea where they are. Um, and then for Southbounders, I just started seeing people. I think my first Southbounder I saw was three days ago. Wow. Um, gosh, I can't remember. A seeker. Did you guys ever meet him? No. I don't think so. Uh, so he was the first Southbounder that I met. Hmm. And it was just an exciting moment because I told him he was the first one. He, he got all stoked because nice. then he like knows that he's in the front. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, and then after that, I would see like a couple a day. Yeah. But, oh, but, wow. but they don't ever yield to me. So there's that. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we, yield, we yield. We yield. Um, yeah. I think for us, we've been seeing northbounders since like mid Washington. Mid Washington. Okay. It's and so crazy. It's been pretty frequent. But yeah, mm-hmm. some days I feel like we'll only see a few. But yeah, we've also found like a couple mm-hmm. trail. F- like there's a couple trail groups of Soboers that I feel like we keep yeah. running into. Yeah, like it's the same for us. They're so, like, we'll be hiking and not really see too many Soboers mm-hmm. during the day. Sometimes we camp like the last couple nights before getting here.
here we camped with the same sobo or just mm-hmm. one other guy though. But then we'll get into towns or here, you know, and then there's a bunch of people we recognize that yeah. we get to see every yeah, time, which is cool. Reunion. I think yeah. the thing that's contributed to you guys seeing Northbounders so early also is the lack of snow mm-hmm. in the Sierra. Yeah, Because it was definitely. such a unique year. Like we only walked on a hundred yards of snow the whole time. Yeah. So that's amazing. That's wild. wild. Yeah, but I think that's contributed to it. Okay, and then last question. Is the social element a help or hindrance to your enjoyment of the trail? I think it's a help. Um, Yeah, it's an interesting question because I came out here thinking that I was going to do this all alone. And like, Mm. I thought, yeah, I would meet a couple people that I would kind of yo-yo with, but I wanted to keep this to myself. Mm -hmm. But then... Um, it's what I talked about at the beginning. Like my group just got too big and I kind of lost what um, I was out here to achieve, which yeah. I don't even know really what that was. But, <laughs> but it wasn't it that. It wasn't that. Like I started, I, I was planning other people's hikes yeah. and like I'm 30 years old and they, like I'm too old for that. And um, Sometimes I feel like we're planning Dory's hike. Not oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, true. It just gets emo- emotionally exhausting when someone yeah. starts asking you where, where the water is. Um, <laughs> so, and when you have to start feeding somebody yeah, <clears throat> naps yeah, on a daily like, basis. I'm, but that's fine because that's like, I, I carry too much food anyways. <laughs> so that but, works out. Yeah. But I feel like it has been positive. It just gets really exciting when you start seeing the same people in town. And it just feels like this big reunion and everyone like gets excited. Feel. Yeah. 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 And yeah. it's not it's not even like a family. It's like we're all sharing the same experience. Yeah. And it's such a stupid thing that we're doing. <laughs> yeah. It's the most selfish thing in the world, but, <laughs> but it makes we're all so sharing nice, it together. I think, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, I'm really glad on the AT I got like the big social experience and I got like the mm-hmm. traditional like northbound through hike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I'm really glad I had that to like come into the Sobo experience. Mm-hmm. Like it being a little bit more quieter and like me being a little bit more confident in myself. Mm. Um, I'm still happy that I'm like in a group. Um, but I do think that I like have been kind of enjoying the like less social aspect of it and like more of the trail mm-hmm. aspect. Yeah. But yeah. I do also really enjoy like coming into town and like seeing everyone. Yeah. And like that's yeah. when my social time is, is like when I'm in town. Mm-hmm. And I had like a similar moment, like you were saying on the AT as well, because I was in a tramway and I had to at some point, we it was a lot of compromising and being like, okay, you want to go this far? Okay, I guess we're doing that. And mm-hmm. we had a certain person who was kind of like a miles pusher sometimes and maybe we wanted to do something else, but yeah. we ended up like going for the sake of the tramway and I had to ask myself after a while like am I out here wanting to like hike my own hike or Mm -hmm. am I out here for this and like on the AT I ultimately concluded the tramway experience has become the most important thing to me and I do really value this so like I'm willing to like compromise and put up with that Mm -hmm. for this experience the miles for smiles exchange yeah the old miles for smiles exchange (laughs) but now on this one I mean we still are doing the tramway thing but it also does feel like a lot more kind of loose as well so yeah I I personally just hated planning with other people. Yeah, if you're the yeah. one doing all the planning too, that yeah. can get exhausting. And I hated having to like run my plans by people and then ask them for their opinions and they wouldn't share it at all. And they'd just be like, it's whatever you want to do. But then when we get Ooh, to a resting there, point yeah. and like one time someone was like, you don't give me enough breaks. And I was like, <laughs> you <can laughs> I've, do. I've expressed to you that this is my experience yeah. and that if you want to follow along, you can yeah. follow along. Yeah, it gets but, tricky because yeah. it is like... It's a fine line. Yeah. But if that's what you want to do, then that's what yeah. you want to do. I and get I, that we all 
want. You have to figure out your priorities. And I think with our group, we pretty much have the same, not super same hiking style, but like we want to do about the same amount of miles. And we can. uh, Some people want to take more zeros. Dory that wants to take a lot of zeros, but Mm -hmm. like also, I feel like he knows that we have to make miles. Yeah. So us being like Dory, we have to go. He's like, okay, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Any final anything? Uh, I think, we're at much at time. I think so. Oh, yeah, probably. All yeah. right. Well, uh, this is Moss, Ibex, and Fly signing off. Thanks for joining us. Bye. <laughs> Have fun, everyone. Enjoy your day. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>What's up, y'all? This is Toodles. And this is Toes. We are checking in from Ashland, which is apparently not California, even though I thought it was. And we are sitting here with our good friends that we have spent some time hiking with. Moose. Squeegee. And we're just going to ask a couple of questions about the social experience about your hike thus far. How about during the first week? How was the social situation then for you, Squeegee? Um, I felt it was really important to have a group to start with because we started in some really dangerous conditions that unless you're a mountaineer or have some experience in snow, uh, you probably don't want to do alone. And, and it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. It's it's stuff you shouldn't be doing alone just in case, you know, someone has to push the Garmin SOS button for you when you slide off the mountain. But um, Which we all did. So, so yeah, we all did. We all slid down the mountain together. Yeah. So that was nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. We kicked holes for each yeah. other because that was exhausting. So you pretty much had to take turns doing that so yeah it was great yeah yeah so yeah. definitely social experience was kick steps or die kind of deal yeah. it was our team dynamic yeah for sure um so moose tell us about how many hikers are you encountering on a daily basis how many folks have you seen since you've been out here no bows or so bows just hikers just tell us how you feel I would say total, I've seen about maybe 50 different Sobos in my 41 days. And probably about 100, 125 Nobos per day within the past couple of days. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been pretty stressful with that. Yeah, and I'm not used the to trail it. has changed a lot, the dynamics. and Yeah. I so, feel like sometimes I'm at a summer camp. There are so many of them. So I was camped with a, a Nobo the other night, and it was my first time camping with a Nobo, and she was really great, and I was glad for the company because this is like the fourth time I've tried to ditch these nerds and go off on yeah. my own and, and then I found out I was really lonely and then when some nobos started showing up it was great uh, but one one night uh, at camp uh, the girl asked me she, had, she said what is the animosity between nobos and sobos and I was like I love you guys you're full of information it's everything uh, that I want and then I realized I think the problem is that there's like 15 nobos for every sobo so as a sobo you kind of just expect the nobos to know to get it out of the way because if we got out of the way we'd be getting out of the way 15 times whereas they have to only get out get out of the way once so I mean I think I think that's the beginning of the animosity but not that there's any animosity the nobos for me have been great for information about fires and reroutes and and all that stuff so I guess I guess probably I guess what we're leaning up to is the group consensus is that the social experience has been very pleasant so far and as to be expected but the last few weeks have just been incredibly crowded unexpectedly crowded and it's no one's fault something that we're not we're just not used to it we're not used to it we're not used to it and like we 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 can afford to be choosy about where we pitch our tents typically and now we're 
Not even sure if there's going to be a campsite. So yeah, there's definitely a bit of a social dynamic going on there. But hey, we made it to Ashland and getting ready to figure out some logistics for California. I think it's become too social with the amount of people. And now there's not that balance that between like the social aspect and the aspect of being out in the wilderness, you know? Which, which I think is important. It's hard to have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity with a hundred strangers. Yeah, it's hard to feel one with nature when you're seeing more people than animals. Yeah. Well, it's only going to be like that for like a week or two, and then we're alone again. So. Yeah. This is very... Okay, Sobo. <laughs> Sobo. This is, I guess, a very Sobo-centric podcast. <laughs> Probably the first, the first ever Sobo-centric podcast, so maybe a little, you know... Yeah, it's just been well, different for us. We've yeah. just nobos are great individually. They have all been amazing individually. It's just as a group they can be overwhelming in there. Because someone is not used to it. Yeah, yeah, we, I guess. we're we're pretty How lonely out here. Typically says okay. Well, there's dogs barking and there's shuttle drivers to be called and fire closures to be yeah. rerouted. And this is Four Sobos checking in from Ashland. And thank you all so much. (laughs) Toodles, y'all. Kathmandu here on the PCT. Uh, This is about the socialization the first couple weeks in. Um, and uh, this year is kind of a unique year that the snow was uh, almost 140 to 150 percent in the northern Cascade. So it really pushed back people's dates. Uh, I was slated for July 1st. And unlike most, um, I stayed with the date. I actually started uh, an evening before on the 30th. Um, so we're just going to talk about socialization. Here's one of my family members who I met on day two. This is Guinness. How's it going? So we are we're enjoying the trail. We're now um, pretty close to Snow Pass and another, another two days of hiking, probably close to 50 miles thereabouts. We're um, over 300 miles on trail, so we're more than, more than halfway through with uh, Washington. And so, so Guinness, what, what's your experience been like with the social... Uh, socialization on the trail and does it was it up to your expectations or were you thinking it was going to be more remote so i was actually really surprised going sobo because i know or at least from my research beforehand i had heard it's a lot more solitary experience and what i've actually seen on trail is not that at all. It's been very social if you want it to be. there. I haven't camped alone a single night, and I've immediately gotten to meet people and stick with the family. Um, but it's cool because there are some people that like hiking alone, and they're not forced to be around people all the time. So you can have it either way, which is great. You know, I like to be around people, and so I am around people, but there are other hikers that don't want it that experience they want something a little more solitary and they can very easily get that especially here in the north cascades where it's real remote yeah you're so right i mean you know like after my at experience you know there's there's like limited stealth places you can camp and there's almost an in you know an infinite number of places where you can just come off the trail 
and set up a tent and either be solitary, which we see, you know, during our hike, we'll see people that are, we're kind of early risers. So we'll see late risers. We'll see like, you know, a hammock here or a tent there, or, you know, so you can pretty much have any one of the experiences you want on trail. And, you know, it always comes down to compatibility and pace, you know, um, pretty much since the beginning um, with Guinness and, and ourselves and uh, Num Num and uh, uh, Free For All uh, thus far, we're, we're pretty much pacing the same mileage. You know, we all have different paces, but we end up at the same mileage and we can either elect to hike together or we can separate. Like today, I really wanted to to push it. I did 24 uh, miles in eight hours, Southern Washington's um, as everybody's telling us, is a lot easier than Northern Cascades, and I think they're right about that. So you know, and tomorrow I probably you know I'll probably hang with the guys. So you you know, it's it's great to have those kind of options for sure. Yeah, no, today was a great example of how uh, our trail family works because we all chose a cabin. I think Ulrich Cabin is what it's called. Yeah, and. We knew, you know, that's 24 miles away. That's where we're meeting. And I got up late and left after everyone and didn't see anyone till like one o'clock, at least anyone from our group. And, you know, here at the end of the day, we're all hanging out and it's great. And we all got to do the pace that we wanted. So have dinner together and just kind of talk over what we saw. And no, it's really cool. So, I mean, so there's all kinds of options with socialization, but I definitely think it's, it's a a little different than normal because it condensed the Sobos. We're, we've been seeing Nobos kind of singularly, but we've got to be up to about a dozen now. And uh, they're starting, they're saying that, you know, we're some of the first Sobos they're seeing. And that's only going to be defined even more with, with mileage as we start to get to 30 mile days. Then, you know, I think it'll, our bubble will kind of stretch out a little bit. But it, it's been great. It's been an awesome experience. And Washington is phenomenal. What do you think of Washington overall? Oh, it's been beautiful. I mean, starting yeah. off here, not having your trail legs, it was definitely at least rough on me the first week and a half, but now that we're getting to some easier terrain and we've gotten some miles under us, it's just really enjoyable. And the views are unlike anything I've ever seen before. It's amazing. Yeah, they're they're truly epic. And, you know, if, if, you're, if you're young like Guinness and you can come to the trail <laughs> without trail legs, you can really... You know, you're going to get them. You know, you have no oh, choice. Yeah. You know, it'll but, uh, uh, whip you into shape real quick. Yeah, for sure. But we're definitely there. We got our trail legs. We got our cardio. We're, we're, we're ready to rock and roll. Um, we're hoping the way we're tracking, uh, you know, we all started June, the, the evening of June 30th, that more than likely we'll be in Oregon before the end of this month, be in July, and we'll be in California before the end of August. So, you know, we're looking forward to all the fun things that we have ahead. And I thank you, Guinness, for joining me. And you'll you'll undoubtedly hear more from Guinness. So hope everybody's, if you're not hiking, you try to get out there at least on the weekends and enjoy all the beautiful creation that God's made for us. Absolutely. Peace out, everybody. Cheers. What's up, The Trek? My name is Cal, trail name Starburst, pronouns they, them, and I'm here with the new trail bestie, Wildlife, to talk about the social element of through hiking. Hi, everybody. I'm Wildlife, the new trail bestie. (laughs) My pronouns are she, her. 
I'm from the Boston area, but I live in Utah now. Awesome. All right. So I think I wanted to talk to wildlife for this episode because actually how we met on trail is the perfect example of the social experience on trail, not exclusive to the CDT, but on trail. Um, do you want to tell you want to tell the story? Yeah, sure. I, I can start. Definitely chime in if I'm missing anything. You got it. Basically, Starburst and I have a an awesome mutual friend who, uh, Fresh Ground, some people might know of him. He's a trail angel on the Appalachian Trail, and he's done some trail angeling on other trails. And he's a well-known trail angel, and I got to know him well last year on my trail experience. And I struggle a lot with my mental health and emotions, and he's a huge part of my mental support on trail. And mm-hmm. he knows how much I love being around other people. <laughs> and so he was like, hey, I know this awesome, amazing hiker on trail, <laughs> Starburst. I think they're ahead of you. You know, here's their number. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to shoot Starburst a text. <laughs> and um, the I don't know. is history. <laughs> No, and I'm so happy that you did. I met Fresh Ground during my uh, 2019 AT through hike. And honestly, he facilitated my meeting. Well, not my meeting, but like he facilitated like my time on trail, meeting my best friend from the AT. And then like we got to meet. And so I think that that is sort of representative of how when you are a through hiker, number one, it's super special how we really take care of each other. We really look out for each other. We can share those vulnerabilities that we don't necessarily feel comfortable talking about, maybe like in a workplace environment or something. And we make sure that we get our needs met. And so Fresh Ground is one of those trail angels that like he makes shit happen. And I am so grateful to him for connecting us. And I think we've been really great support for each other on this hike. Um, And that's kind of another thing that I think is important to talk about with the social experience on the through hike is like, we like just met and I already feel comfortable like telling you things that I don't feel comfortable telling friends that I've known for years. And that's because time passes differently on trail, you know, like Mm -hmm. we have this common understanding of like, like you can't hide anything from anyone on trail, basically. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, like you're going to be super gross. You're going to be at your grossest. You're going to have like all the highs, all the lows, and it's impossible to hide it. So like you just stop trying at a certain point and that really lends itself to friendships that last, you know? Absolutely. There's like, you know, there's no time to beat around the bush. You just got to be your true, honest self mm-hmm. and literally start talking about shit right away. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it just brings you closer to people a lot quicker. Yeah. And even if you have people, like if you're fortunate enough to have people that you can talk to about anything off trail, they're not necessarily going to understand the experience of through hiking, which is an incredibly unique experience. And so... I've had the experience where I'll talk to my my best friends at home and they're like, oh man, like, well, good luck. Cause they just, they don't get it. And that's no disrespect to them. But like, you know, I can tell you things and like, you would understand those things. And, you know, one of those things is just how hard the social experience can be out here, especially on a trail like the CDT, you know, unlike the AT perhaps where you're passing a bunch of people every day, if you meet someone that you don't like or that you don't 
you know, vibe with, you can just hike on. You really can't do that here. And you're put in the incredibly difficult position of either, you know, hiking your own hike, which is seen as like perceived as like the brave thing to do, but then you're like alone or maybe sticking with people that you don't necessarily want to hike with just to avoid being alone. And I think there's like almost a stigma around that, but you and I have had really similar experiences of being put in that position on through hikes. And that is a super valid need. And we really have to change the dialogue around that in the hiking community that like you have to be brave and being alone is brave. Like we are social beings and we need human connection. And that is the most fundamental valid need. And it's really hard to fulfill out here sometimes. Yeah, for sure. It's um, definitely more challenging on this trail in compared to, you know, the two other big trails or some of the other trails um, that many people through hike. Mm -hmm. Um, It's definitely important. You know, you get caught up with wanting to be ahead of the bubble and not be in the big crowds, but at the same time feeling like you need to make connections and have camaraderie support i mean we we definitely like to have our trail families some bigger some smaller yeah. for support and just people to talk to at the end of the day and feel like you're human exactly exactly it gets super lonely out here sometimes um but we're almost out of time so i wanted to make sure that we get to talk about social media on trail and because that is in 2021 perhaps the most like growing social element of through hiking that kind of didn't exist before. And we are in this limbo stage, I think, where both of us got into through hiking before. Like there were through hiking influencers and stuff, but we're also really young. So we are a part of that community. Um, So wildlife, what's your opinion of how social media impacts the social experience of the trail? Yeah, I think um, I've talked to a lot of other hikers about this. I know a lot of them think it kind of promotes the party culture on trail, Mm. which can be both like a good and a bad thing. I think like people who come out here just to party and that's maybe not the right experience. But I think having people to go into town with and have a few beers with and relax is, is totally fine. But there is also this glorification of it of it that happens. Mm. It's, it's very complicated and I don't want to take up too much time, of course, but um, I think there are positive aspects to it and negative. So there's definitely a balance. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I think for me, my biggest fear with social media is the unrealistic expectations of through hiking that it potentially promotes. And I think that everyone who wants to hike should absolutely be able to. But if people are coming out here expecting it to look like social media and it's just pretty views, like you are in for a big shock. And I think that sometimes sets people up for failure and people who would love, like fall in love with backpacking otherwise, which is something we're super passionate about sharing with the world, like end up hating it. And I don't want anyone to have a discouraging experience. I'm not trying to discourage anyone from through hiking, but I think it's really important to have an accurate representation of what you're getting yourself into before you do and realize that social media is not the place to turn to for that. Um, So we're here to tell you through hiking sucks and don't do it. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, Any closing thoughts? Because we are out of time. 
Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me, Wildlife. Thanks to everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Howdy, this is Rooster on the CDT, and today we're coming from the Roadway Inn in Lander, Wyoming, and I'm joined with my lovely hiking partner, Woodchuck, and two members of our trail family, uh, Boy Scout and Raccoon, and today we're talking about the social aspect of the CDT. Hey, guys. Hello, hello. Yeah, so what is the, what are your hiking experiences, Boy Scout and Raccoon? Yes, so it's our second long distance trail. The first one was the PCT uh, 2018. Yeah, and so the social aspect is really, really important for us. We start this trail with another couple from Germany. It was really hard to get in the States, so we had to spend 14 days in another country. So we already had like a small social family to start, but we knew uh, we will have different paces, so we will met other people. And in the first week in the glacier, there were so many different hikers and so many different people. So we met about, I would say, 35 to 50 different hikers and about five of them are our trail family now. And we mm-hmm. met you guys later and you're the biggest part of our trail family for, for the moment. Yeah, we met in the Bob, yeah, I think in the Bob Marshall Wilderness. Um, at the Badger Station. At the Badger yeah. Station after you took the alt that we <laughs> did. Um, anyway, uh, so the social aspect, I would agree. I would say there's a lot, you know, like you said, what, 35 to 50. I mean, there's a lot more people this year, I think, than all of us expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that has to do with people pushing back their 2020 hikes. Um, for a variety of reasons, and it's kind of it's really nice. Um, I've I've enjoyed most of it. Um, I consider myself an extroverted introvert, so I also kind of need space and alone time. And I think that this trail has done a really I don't know. It's been I've been able to have a really healthy balance of both social and alone time and time with my partner. And yeah. What did you expect, Raccoon? Um, what did I expect? Um, I thought that there will be more of uh, foreign uh, hikers, but we just met uh, German hikers and one guy from Israel, and we heard about people from Switzerland. And I'm impressed that there, there are so less of them and so many American hikers. I'm fine with, but uh, still... <laughs> <laughs> I thought that there would be more people from well, the PC, The you know, PCT is a very PC. international yeah. trail, oh, yeah, I feel it was. like. And now it's like a lot of Americans and just a few of uh, of overseas. Which yeah. is kind of interesting because the social aspect with with people who are speaking not our language is even more interesting because yeah. we have to build the rela- relationship with a different language. And it's like a culture clash. It's not. It's not only meeting people. It's like feeling all the stuff we have, and it's really important to to talk to other people because we hike together, like you guys, all the time. We stay close to each other, so there there is nothing I would I can tell 
and the evening to her about something I saw and she didn't. So we we see the same mm. stuff. So it's really important to meet other people and talk yeah. to them. Mm -hmm. Even after like hard days or even some yeah. hard situations or maybe, I don't know, like... Yeah. And sometimes it can like give you, give me a push or a, I would try to do bigger miles just to meet other people in the evening or in town and then just to have someone else to talk with too, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I know the CDT hit, I think, is known to be more of a solo trail. Mm -hmm. uh, a, you know, you read that you should expect to camp alone, hike yeah, alone, cool. not really see people. So this has been kind of a big year for the CDT. Did mm. that affect your experience in any way so far? So for me, it was just like all the time from the beginning until now, we had hikers around us. Maybe just like maybe we saw only one or two hikers in a day. That was the least one, except for the four days on the big sky alternate in Yellowstone. So we took the east route. And we barely saw a hiker for like four days. Yeah. The other thing was these four days were four days of rain. So we got really depressed from the weather and then we get really depressed without seeing other people. And then we were so glad to push in some miles and to meet all the other hikers again. We knew our family is somewhere. So our trail family is somewhere in the voice. We knew you guys will be there and some other guys will be there. So it was like a kind of, uh, yeah, motivation to, did, to take more miles, to make more miles, to get faster. Yeah, I think it's a really big issue. I don't think we could hike alone for the whole trail. Mm -mm. No, I like to have people around me. So during the day, I'm fine to being alone or with, with my partner. But yeah, how I said, I like to meet up people and to share the experience and to hear what they experience and what how they are and what talking about issues and miles and towns and food and all mm -hmm. the stuff yeah i don't i also i don't know i would hate to say that i wish there was less people because i think that that's not really true and not really the case especially because we do have such a solid group um right now but i do think I don't know. I think I expected it to be a bit more monastic and I guess um, because you hear the CDT is, I guess, more quiet that there would be a bit more, I don't know, time for reflection. And I feel like it's been a very busy trail between rerouting fires and you know, getting in groups to get permits to the different campsites. And and um, there's sort of been like a forced uh, socialization that's luckily for us has been really positive. Um, but it's just it was just very unexpected. Like, I think I thought it was going to be a bit more quiet, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? So one thing that I feel like I heard from quite a few people, especially towards the beginning of this trail, is frustration with how many people were out hiking it compared to expectations. Does anyone have a feeling or I, opinion on <laughs> on hearing I that do. from other people? I get I get very annoyed. I think if you're it's you're a hiker. Like if you're out here 
and you also have the same goal and there's other people who are out here who have that same goal, you can't be annoyed that they're also out here. You know, I think that that's a little bit, I, I did get a little bit, um, you know, just bothered at how often I was hearing people being like, Oh, there's so many hikers and, you know, and it, because it's just, okay. Then like, I don't know if you're not, if you don't want to be around the hikers, then do a flip flop or, you know, (laughs) do, you know, do, there's definitely ways that you can explore and be outdoors, uh, without doing a through hike or with doing it a different way. Um, I, I, that really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. And you can avoid to, to meet other people. So you can really do this. You don't have to talk to stop and to talk to them or you can just pass them. You, you don't have to camp with the people. You can just yeah, look we, for another spot. You don't have to crowd and stop and talk to yeah. them. So you can be lonely if you want to. But I, I think it's not about a hike. Yeah, we met a lot of hikers uh, passing by and just say hi and go on. They don't chat with us mm-hmm. or something. It's totally fine if you want to do it but it and so in my opinion i i expected a lot more than we actually met because we all know last year the COVID hits and uh, most of the people who want to do the hikes just uh, rescheduled it to this year and we all know about the permit situation on the pct so many hikers decided to do the cdt because they don't need permits right yeah and when we talked about doing the cdt at the first place and we decided to do it southbound We already expected, so I already expected about three to 500 hikers at the whole trail. And I think there will be even more at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Well, any any final thoughts on uh, the social experience? Yes. So the most amazing thing I experienced right now was that we met two northbound (laughs) hikers separate from each other they are from the same small town in germany as we are it's Mm -hmm. just fantastic how small the world is even Mm -hmm. if the if the trail is like three thousand miles and there are two thousand people on it you still met people from your hometown with these people like we will always be because we met and we talked and it was like oh my gosh we are here together and we didn't know each other before so that's funny yeah yeah, I think that's one of the cool things about doing a long trail is oh. you you have this weird web of people you'd never meet that you are extremely close to without yeah. even having to try. Mm. All right, well, that's it. Yeah. Here from uh yeah, from <laughs> Lander, Wyoming. It's one AM. Yeah. <laughs> Signing off. That's Rooster. <laughs> Good night. On the CDT. All we have for now. Happy trails. Hey, everyone. This is Link checking in from the Continental Divide Trail. I'm here with my hiking partner, Smiles. Hey, everyone. Smiles here. Uh, We are currently in a little town in Montana called Cook City. That's actually not on the trail um it's off of the alternate that is off the trail so we're finding ourselves pretty far out right now we did a little side trip off into the bare tooth mountains of southern montana which were beautiful we did get stormed on uh, multiple days and so 
we didn't do the planned itinerary that we had hoped for, but it was still amazing to check out. Um, today, we're going to talk about the social experience on the trail, and I'm going to let Smiles talk a little bit about her experience of the social element on the trail. So, Smiles, what is a, what's the social element like for you on the Continental Divide Trail? Well, for me, it's been really nice to meet more CDT hikers than I think I was expecting initially. We had come off the Appalachian Trail being pretty far ahead of the main bubble of people. And so by the end of the AT, we weren't really seeing a lot of through hikers every day, maybe just one person a week, something like that. A lot of section hikers, which was fine. But um, on the CDT, when we started right away, there was like a handful of people on the CDT going all the way. And it was fun to hang out with them for a little bit. It hasn't been a big part of our lives in the last feels like weeks, actually, though, because we started this alternate to avoid fires. And now we're kind of off the CDT entirely just on this alternate. So because this way through Yellowstone is a choose your own adventure part of the CDT anyways, uh, we haven't seen anyone for a while. So the social part of the trail for me lately has felt like interacting with locals or other tourists and having conversations about what we're doing, where mostly people are saying, that it's crazy that we're walking to Mexico. So I'm looking forward also to going back to the main CDT route and meeting more through hikers. Yeah, I think for me, I I am recognizing that it's it's different when you're the only through hiker out somewhere and people don't quite understand or can't comprehend what it is exactly that you're doing. So I'm glad here from Cook City, we're gonna make our way more south and continue towards the actual continental divide trail but where we will actually meet uh, other through hikers and we can kind of talk about our collective experiences together um smiles what do you what do you think about the social element and if it's you know do you enjoy the social element of the trail or do you like feel a little anxious about it or what's your take on that yeah, I appreciate that we started together. And so we can kind of fluidly go in and out of the social scene. It feels really enjoyable. We've met some folks that I really enjoy walking with and around. And it's also nice to feel comfortable just kind of like walking together and doing our own thing. So for me, it's nice that I feel flexible to do that. Like we started together and we're planning on doing it kind of in our own way. So meeting people is really fun, but it doesn't feel like a lot of pressure to like find a trail family. And that's not really something we're trying to do for ourselves out here. So it's nice to have both options to walk just together, but also to meet people for me. Yeah, for me, it's it's really an interesting experience where a lot of folks seem to start these long trails, you know, alone and then they kind of connect and um, move within groups of people and hang out with each other. And I think because Smiles and I started as a couple, we sometimes almost have this like unspoken, we are like our own little trail family. And um, so sometimes the social element can be a little like tricky for us of like, can we be a part of your group? Or do you want to be a part of our group? And just kind of like the running of the 
of the groups and can we hang out or can we not? Are you doing this alone? Just the two of you. And so it's been an interesting thing, I think, even on the Appalachian Trail and continuing on the Continental Divide Trail this year to like work through in our lives. Yeah, sometimes we have social interactions and then we aren't sure if we did or said the right things. And so we have to debrief them afterwards, which we have each other for. I think maybe maybe we're both socially inclined. And so, yeah, we want to make sure that when we are meeting people that we give them the time of day and, and get to know them a little bit. So that's kind of funny sometimes to have interactions and then be debriefing them afterwards and reviewing how it went for us. Yeah. I mean that, yeah, the social element is, is really funny. I mean, all you have out here is time and you think about a lot of things. And especially when you interact with that one other northbound or the other southbound and you you ask yourself, did I sound, did I ask enough questions? Did I sound okay? Did it, <laughs> did everything go all right? And you're, you know, we kind of, yeah, like Smiles was saying, we debrief that together and it can be a really funny conversation. But overall, there's been some really sweet, wonderful people that we've met that it's also hard because we'll see them for a day or just interact briefly and then know that we might never see them again, which is a part of every long trail, I think. But that's an interesting component, just these ships in the night interactions. Yeah. Anyways, social element, it's a it's a big and small part of a long trail out here. And um, I'm sure we still have many, many months left of hiking out here, and I'm sure it will continue to present itself and evolve itself into what it will be. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening and we'll speak to you next time. Bye. See you later. And that's it for today's show. In our next episode, we'll get our second wildcard entry of the season. If you're enjoying Trail Correspondence, we would be immensely grateful for a review on Apple Podcast. This goes a very long ways to letting others know about the show. We also encourage you to subscribe on whatever your preferred podcasting platform is to ensure you don't miss future episodes. Do you have feedback for the show? If so, you can reach us via email at podcast at thetrek.co. And thank you again to today's title sponsor, Bedrock Sandals. If you're looking to break into the world of minimalist hiking sandals, you are not going to find a better quality pair than from our pals at Bedrock. You can score a 10% discount by using code BedrockTrail2021, all one word, at their website, bedrocksandals.com. Again, that code is BedrockTrail2021. Today's show and all of season three has been edited by our guy, David Zitney. Okay, thank you so much for listening and happy hiking.